Tracy, you're a very intelligent girl. You have a lot of admirable qualities. But one day, maybe you'll learn that being smart and doing whatever you need to do to get ahead, and yes, stepping on other people to get there, well, there's a whole lot more to life than that. For election month, more than any other presidency, the Clinton administration has given us material to talk about. The last three movies, Bob Roberts, Wag the Dog, and Bullworth, have all been largely about the scandal and drama surrounding the Clintons. Tonight, that trend continues, but on a much smaller and more abstract scale. We are talking about Alexander Payne's 1999 teen black comedy, Election. Tom Perota was inspired to begin writing a novel called Election by the 1992 presidential election and by the numerous scandals that followed during the Clinton administration. The novel was unfinished in 1997 when Albert Berger and Ron Yerksa, two Hollywood producers, sent it to Alexander Payne for a possible project. Alexander Payne and his writing partner, Jim Taylor, were fascinated by Election's use of several narrators and perspectives and decided to adapt what was there into its own screenplay. Dear God, I know I don't believe in you, but since I'll be starting Catholic school soon, I thought I should at least practice. Let's see, what do I want? I want Lisa to realize what a bitch she is. The novel election was partially inspired by the three-way presidential contest between George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and third-party candidate Ross Perot. Tonight I say to the president, Mr. Bush, for 12 years you've had it your way, you've had your chance, and it didn't work. It's time to change. It was also inspired by another story that occurred in 1992 in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where a conservative principal conspired with his staff to burn the ballots for the school crown at prom because the girl who won was pregnant at the time. Election stars Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick, and for the first time, an unknown Omaha High School senior named Chris Klein, who would go on to star in the American Pie franchise. Warm apple pie. Yeah? Yeah. Apple pie, huh? Uh-huh. Reese Witherspoon plays Tracy Flick, a high school senior with a single mom who gets into a relationship with her math teacher. The math teacher is discovered and fired from the school. Tracy Flick is insanely ambitious and enters the race for school government president, unopposed, thinking she'll just breeze into office. I spoke with Eliza Ramirez, a freshman, who said she feels alienated from her own homeroom. However, Jim McAllister, who was played by Matthew Broderick, is the one in charge of the school government election and who happens to also be the one who discovered his best friend Dave's illicit affair with Tracy Flick. Jim convinces himself that he has a moral duty, mind you, definitely not fueled by the resentment for his best friend's firing, to oppose Tracy Flick's presidential run and to find his own candidate to run against her. When I win the presidency, we're going to be spending a lot of time together. Lots and lots and lots of time. President and advisor. Harmonious and productive. Tom Perotta was partially inspired to write his part of the story by Bill Clinton's relationship with Jennifer Flowers that played Clinton throughout the 1992 election. And on the first page, Mr. M says, uh, the election that turned me into a car salesman took place in the spring of 1992 when Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill were still fresh in everyone's mind and Jennifer Flowers was the momentary star of tabloids and talk shows. The moral and ethical question about whether a leader who has an affair is fit to lead the country. This is not an arrangement or an understanding. This is a marriage. That's a very different thing. You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. This story would later get completely overshadowed by the Monica Lewinsky affair. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. 
In fact, it was wrong. I misled people, including even my wife. I deeply regret that. Where the 90s took us. In the morally complicated That's where the 90s took us. Jim McAllister finds himself having an affair with his best friend's ex-wife, Linda. You hugged me. You kissed me. You're the one who... The candidate that Jim finds to run against Tracy Flick is a popular football player handicapped by a ski accident, Paul Metzler, who he pushes into the race as an empty but popular vessel. Mr. Um, there's... Paul, what's your favorite fruit? Pears. Pears. Good. Okay. Let's say... Oh, no, wait. Apples. (laughs) Apples. Fine. The third presidential candidate is Paul's sister, Tammy. Tammy is gay, although closeted in a bit of youthful denial, which is explored by the unorthodox narrative structure of the film. They say if you lie between two of the main wires, your body just... This was the most pretentiously emo scene in the entire movie. Tammy enters the race despite her brother after Tammy's girlfriend leaves her for Paul. Interestingly, the movie version of Election has been hailed as a feminist story where women are often cast as overly ambitious and manipulative, while Tracy Flick is both, she's mostly just a high school senior trying to get out of a bad set of circumstances. The novel version of Tracy Flick is more sexually manipulative, but Alexander Payne takes out that element of the movie. After all, it is Reese Witherspoon, and puts a more sweet innocence to the character. Focusing on multiple perspectives makes all of these morally complex and imperfect characters not heroes or villains, but multidimensional and ambiguous. Jim McAllister's physical and moral collapse gives Matthew Broderick a similar dynamic to Jeffrey Jones' Ed Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is pretty funny to see him embody. By the way, Mr. Rooney, you left your wallet on the kitchen floor. Paramount agreed to make the movie under the MTV Films production arm, but was unsure of how to market an R-rated teen movie and only gave Election limited distribution. The lackluster release of Election is one of those cult classic stories where a film didn't truly take off until long after its initial release. Anyway, before I introduce the panel, let me say, please like this video and subscribe to the Movie Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movie night extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Jandrew World, illustrator, book cover artist, comic designer, and artist for Give Them an Argument, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, and Bad Takes. Conan Neutron, host of Britonic Reversal and the frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. You can catch Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends playing this weekend on Friday at the Redwood Bar in Los Angeles with Mario Lali and the Rubber Snake Charmers and at the Hood Bar in Palm Desert, California on Saturday. Christina Oaks. When she's not dog-sitting, you can find her streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at at cosmopolitics and on Patreon. Throw her some subs on Twitch and join that Patreon. Ravana. She hosts Reactions on Twitch, is a Rebel HQ contributor on TYT, and co-hosts Taking the L and Red Flag. I, of course, am your long-suffering host, Boris Miller. <laughs> Long Without suffering. further ado, let's get started. So much suffering. <laughs>
You forgot and to we, mention the biggest show, which was McCluskey on Sunday. That's going to be like the biggest one of all of them. But thank you. Yeah, I looked. I looked at your thing. I didn't see it. But uh, you know, what? I was going to say, and I was going to say, uh, you know, I'm long suffering because that was the longest intro I think I've done. It <laughs> was long. Really it's good. a long intro. It was yeah. really good. <laughs> That's a great glamour shot, Ray. Of you, I've seen that before. That I forgot to mention. That's always a great promo photo. Thank you. Yeah, it's I think kind of nice hair. I feel it. Yeah, and, and, it's on the, and it's on the red carpet on our on our in the background of our yeah. intro. It looks like you're walking the red carpet. Exactly. Dress <laughs> for way, success. Audrey, Audrey's here before she goes to my grandma's tomorrow. Oh, sweet then... baby. <laughs> uh, I'm stoked about this. Bummer that Christina can't uh, be with us on this one. But I, I think this movie is deeply hilarious. And uh, and I'm, I'm excited to hear everyone's thoughts on it because uh, I Go, oh, Ray, just, just, boom, 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 let's go. Hit it. Yeah, yeah, go. Let's go. Say, I'm excited to shoehorn in um, all the connections to my favorite movie that I um, that I tried to push on to you guys for the selection <laughs> series. The War Room, which is a documentary about Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign, which actually highlights his um, his affair that did not break his candidacy and, and cemented him as the comeback kid. That it, it's Which wild one? to watch that interview where it's him and Hillary Clinton and uh, Tammy Wynette got all upset that, that Hillary Clinton used that like uh, you know yeah. I'm not standing by my man like which I don't know why she had a southern accent when she said that but you know it's yeah. Hillary Clinton. I was gonna say like did I even notice that, like the drawl came out on that in that clip I was like whoa okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah, during that time, she was like pretending to have a southern accent because you know he was the governor of Arkansas, so she wanted to see more authentically hey, like Arkansas. But she's from Park Ridge, Chicago, um, yeah. which is a very very wealthy <laughs> area of Chicago. I was watching so, the Hitchens uh, when Hitchens was fighting with Bill Maher over the Monica Lewinsky affair and like whether Clinton had committed rape and stuff. And um, yeah, he was like, she's not from Arkansas because because Bill Maher was like, they're, you know, they're, they're outsiders. They're from Arkansas and they're trying to take them down. It's just not fair. And he's like, no, she's not. She's, <laughs> she's from fucking yeah. Illinois and the rich part of Illinois, like to boot. <laughs> but she but she knows who she's talking to and, and like is a social chameleon in that way, like in the same way that, you know, a lot of politicians like, again, the accent comes out, you know. Uh, and we've, we've talked about a bit about how black candidates suddenly, you know, the, the, like the Ebonics start to start to show a little bit tac tactically. Uh, and I, boy, I, I love that that clips in there because this is like a perfect example. One of the reasons ribs. I, what, <laughs> cocaine ribs, exactly. gotta have them ribs. <laughs> uh, I, I love this movie because of all the, the, the movies that we're covering. This is the smallest stakes of all of them. This is literally a school election. Yeah, but right. it blows up. It blows but up. It's so a microcosm for... of like everything in politics that is like deeply hilarious. Like, for instance, uh, you know, every well, I mean, so many pieces of it, but like the fact that like I love seeing the Tracy Flick character, which times like, oh, poor, poor oppressed Tracy Flick. And then like it's like, oh, she's basically Hillary Clinton, and maybe she is like really annoying. And both of those ideas can be true. And Matthew Broderick can still be a sleazeball, uh, who just has like almost like a Walter White level degeneration of the soul as the as the movie goes on. Brought about uh, by his corneas for a minor. But. Exactly. Which is, yeah, it starts off bad and it gets worse, which is deeply amazing to me. I mean, I do respect and, him not acting on his horniness for a minor because his friend very quickly acted. He was like, "Yo, that's a I could I could fuck this minor." <laughs> yeah, well, but but the thing is, like with with with, with him though, like it's he just gets absolutely like bodied over and over and over again but like you're like oh well he deserved that like when he gets like yeah. the yeah. bees 
like when, like, like his eyes not the bees. Yeah, not the bees, not the bees. Um, I I mean I I love it, and I'm not a big fan of like oh here's the biblical punishment for being a bad person, but the like the moral degradation and like the the arc of it is so all all encompassing and complete that I I think it's it's beautiful. It's it's, it's a also like movie. great to watch him. And I know I was talking mad shit about this movie before we we sure. got on. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I enjoyed it. I, I, uh, not the biggest fan though, just because I, it made me uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah, you're, right. you're like me 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it is an uncomfortable and movie big, and everybody's kind of terrible too. I feel well. like there's also a big jump between like how, uh, you know, an affair between a teacher and a student would have gotten covered in like 1999 or yeah. something. And now like that, you know, we're very much into like, no, that person should fucking be in jail. Like in this, they kind of just let the, the teacher go and somehow they, they covered it up and like the teacher just kind of went on his way and ended up working in a fucking hardware store or whatever like I, that wouldn't fly today like that's what happened in my right. high school yeah but i would say but like today today everybody like the, the principal would have to come out and say hey this happened and uh you know she uh she banged the fucking well, teacher that happened and... later with the with my old high school principal uh well, but, but, but uh... So what I okay so I'm yeah, apparently stop there's right lots here. of fucking going along between the faculty and the students at my high school so yeah who could have predicted <laughs> uh, but like but here's the thing that's not the crux of the movie this isn't this, no. this isn't a teacher student fucking movie like which of which those two this two exist that's probably a subgenre in porn yeah there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a, a TV there's a, show about that that was yeah. like oh came you're out right a couple years ago it was with really a, awful yeah with a chick who's it was like, like a house of cards, female right? teacher and and yeah a male student. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah, and she's like a big actress too, and I can't think of her. Yeah, it's, it's a chick who was in House of Cards, if I remember correctly. Also, that but, movie, um, uh, Submission, with uh, Stanley Tucci as the yes. fucking college professor. That <laughs> people are literally talking about it more and more. But uh, <laughs> what I love is that, like, that's that's an inciting incident in the film, right? Like that's obviously it's a reason why, like, his Matthew Broderick's friend gets, uh, you know, <laughs> sent off to the uh, where, where's where's he freaking end up working? Some big um, box store. Some yeah. big yeah, like, like like Best Buy or something. Yeah, like what? Oh, yeah, it's a hardware store. You're right. Completely irrelevant to the point. The point is that, like, it's a microcosm of how people engage with, or rather, do not engage with politics. And it's no surprise to me that Tammy Metzler and Paul Metzler are the most, like, the most beloved characters in this because they're they're those characters are like. Yeah, they have their flaws, but they're like human characters. You're kind of rooting for them, right? Especially does, Tammy, does Paul who has the fucking vote. Hold on, hold on. She has justice the fucking for vote. Tammy. <laughs> yeah, justice for Tammy, big time. She she's like the 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 dark horse candidate, the like you know the the one that's just like the burn it down candidate, if you will, right? And is basically just, just treated terribly and like is not the popular kid in the family, uh, over and over and over again, and. But ends up working, and then like, their punishment is she gets she gets she gets to the Catholic girls' school, which, as an not aspiring lesbian, <laughs> not a punishment. It's actually perfect. So it's awesome because he actually gets like rewarded, but like not. But they think it's a punishment, which is deeply hilarious. Yeah, the look, but, the look, but on, her face, the look on her face is yeah. so fun. like it's so funny when in that moment, like you're going she's, to Catholic school, you're she's she's trying like, so face. hard not to smile. She's just like, oh. Mm. Really? Oh, you mean you mean there's just girls there, and I'm not oh. going to have to talk to any guys. Whoa, that's that's, that, I'm, I'm, that's a punishment. You know, I love guys. I will say, I think like the the epitome of like the part of the movie that really shows you the you know uh, the inner psyches of the characters running for the presidential race is when they're praying before the election. Oh, right. you've got yeah. 
you've got Tracy just doing this god awful prayer about how um, what's it? What's it's, what, met- it's the same prayer Pete Buttigieg gives every night, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's like he doesn't deserve to win. Fuck him. You know that he doesn't deserve to win. Yeah, she's and, also uh, like she's also like let me win so I could do your will. She in, also uh, in ins- <laughs> yeah she also insults Tammy who saved her ass, well, which is amazing. Her under the bus. Yeah, literally, like, 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 and again, well, like, Tammy also calls like, her a calls her a cunt in her prayer. So you know, she deserved it. Just, she Tammy she was did, right. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, these are like dueling prayers right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least she didn't yeah. leave anything behind in her prayer. Got but her then you know, that. you see that Tammy <laughs> does love her brother, and she like yeah. still prays that he wins. Um, and it also fuck Lisa. She's a bitch. Um, Lisa is the the literal. She's worst. the worst character like, she's in worst this character. entire movie. It's incredible that like she is actually the like. Uh, it's arguably. I mean, I guess there's a Matthew Broderick exception, but like, like yeah. horrible, horrible, yeah. like horrible. I feel like I feel like Lisa in some ways is how uh, Matthew Broderick's character like views Tam or not Tammy views uh, um, Tracy Flick, right? Like yeah. she actually is like yeah. the person that's actually like fucking her way to the top of whatever it is. Like she dumps him the second he loses because she doesn't want to be with losers. No haters, no losers. Like I don't know. So she actually is. She actually is the character that uh, Matthew Broderick is essentially like fixating on uh, Tracy Flick with. Yeah. I will. I just. I do think that I really like the way that they portray Matthew Broderick's character because I like the the narrative styles where you yeah. you get in the heads of all of them. And Matthew Broderick really doesn't see himself as a villain at all at throughout the all. film. At even, all. <laughs> even he's such an unreliable narrator, but it, it, it is fun to watch and be along with the uh, along for the ride because when he throws the ballots out, he says. I was just so overwhelmed when I saw Tracy's face through the window, her smile. I just right. do, couldn't control myself. Like, you're a grown-ass man, okay? Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're literally know. paid to control yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of, <laughs> you know, like a callback to the other, to the teacher who slept with her. Uh, couldn't, you know, couldn't control himself. He was in love, whatever. But then oh. even at the end, when it's years later, and he sees how successful Tracy has actually become, and she's getting into a limo with a congressperson, um, and he's, he says that he feels sorry for her because her life is such a is so in shambles but like you have a crappy he's a job. docent at a museum yeah, yeah exactly you have I an mean, embarrassing I'll, I'll, job i'm sorry yeah, self-defense for him in that scene i too like to throw sodas at limousines whenever i see them in uh, washington dc so I, you know i, I guess i guess, the, uh, I guess they so. didn't get mom averages are gonna hear hit someone that deserves it right exactly exactly they, they didn't get permits to like film in front of the white house so matthew broderick just took off running for the white house and fucking secret service was like holy shit there's a guy running for the white house. <laughs> that's awesome wow that's that story could have ended very differently <laughs> it could have ended like i mean he w- would have gotten pro- probably fucking tased and it probably would be like uh you know he would be like his character yeah don't tase me bro <laughs> well and it's and it's such a like I like that he's sort of like come to terms with where he's at. Right. And like has his own, like whatever story he tells himself, whatever little lies he tells himself to think that he like came out on top or that everything's okay. But then like seeing her, like just something clicks in him and he's just like, ah, and like, it's such an honest moment. Right. Because he, he blames everything on her. Mm-hmm. And he was the, he was the instigator of, uh, he was the most terrible person the entire time. Oh yeah. The entire time. Like at no point was he ever done wrong. Was he? I mean, do you do you agree? I mean, no, I he, so. every every bad thing that happened to him in that movie was one his fault, or two he had coming for him. 
<laughs> like, like an objective villain, like yeah, who sees yeah. himself as the hero, which how many people in politics can we say the same about, right? But I mean, you know, he's he's lecturing about morals and ethics the entire time and is amazing, completely immoral and completely unethical throughout the entire thing. He's like, so there's, there's a difference between morals and ethics. And he's like, by the way, I, you know, I cheated on my wife. I fucking, uh, yeah. he, which, he blames the, <laughs> which he blames the other woman for. He he blames yeah. uh, Delaney Driscoll's character for that. Yeah. yeah. Like he, 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 which is sort you of like, he was dude, that, yeah, <laughs> you were like, you were like, yeah, you were sniffing at the door like the entire time. And then like. Again, the blame falls on her. Yeah, really. You kissed me. He says on the phone yeah, with his what, what eye bulging amazing. out of his. And, it's amazing. <laughs> and like, yeah, as things get more, as he gets deeper and deeper, he's just like more and more like screwed up. Yeah, it's the, the, and the the beast thing is just is like amazing. Like I it, it, I love it so much. And as he sits there alone in the hotel room, says a guy alone in a hotel room, uh, like with his champagne on ice. You know, it's just like oh, it's so great. It's so it's like that's a perfect punishment. And, and also the the, the way that the. Uh, catch like the way that he catches um like the glimpse of his wife sitting there with uh with lisa or yeah with linda i guess with linda as he walks in and it's that slow walk in and you and you just hear the baby crying in the background and he yeah. goes to investigate and there's that like long scene of him like and you know what's about to come you know that his you know you know that that's that baby that he fucking like made out with her had sex with in front of that baby and like that's that baby crying <laughs> well you know it's just like ben shapiro says you know making a marriage is about man woman child yeah and that's what that scene was <laughs> it just doesn't have to be your child i guess oh. <laughs> but he yeah, couldn't have one, enough so. enough well yeah yeah enough of that save save that shift for the after party if we really must but i think it's like it's great because it's like an auditory clue of like oh okay like here's like something like on some subconscious level he knows what's coming right yeah and like you get to see that like perp walk he does which is so <laughs> so awesome <laughs> and, and, and just like he's like oh yep all right like he just like this yeah. like like not admitting anything but it's like uh Busted. He doesn't even say anything to them. He just walks out. Like yep. there's no, there's like, no mm -hmm. words expressed. But you're like, ah, oh, this guy. Well, yeah, I, I, that 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 was the ah. Uh, what I'm what I'm doing for us is for the audio listeners who cannot see the video. I'm sort of like making like what would be the audio yeah. equivalent of like just that acknowledgement, right? So sometimes <laughs> I do that for the audio listeners because I like. But no, but I, what I'm saying is that the, the fact that there weren't any words expressed made the scene better. I think. What's like, he gonna say? Like, what's yeah. he gonna? Because yeah. even if he gave some like lame explanation, it would actually wasn't weaken me. the scene. Who right? caught me in the shower? <laughs> wasn't it me. Was me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her it's, it wasn't I, you. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I and it's it's and then and then of course to the the crux of it with the, you know when when he makes when they're doing the counting right. So first of all, I also love how. I also love how completely negligent he is on all of his duties. Like when Tracy hands him like the signature, she's like, yeah, cool, whatever. All right. And throws him in the trash. <laughs> throws him in the trash. And it was just like, he just could not possibly care any less about like doing any, anything like that he's supposed to be doing. And when it comes, like he wants to like skip out on the count so he can, you know, go sleaze Stop about. The count. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, but then he has the moment. And again, it's when like, you know, like the one election counters, like, just comes to to Tracy is like what's happening what's happening and it's like oh yeah you know looks good and then like again it's her celebrating that makes him angry so like on some level mm -hmm. he's like he's internalizing all of this you know oh all these women are like against me and like causing me all this harm and that's when he decides to like you know <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like do what's a pair 
Yeah, it, well, yeah. exactly. It's sort of like, I mean, and I've just in Nevada, I was trying to sort it all out, you know, get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, you know, it's like, it's like that kind of thing of, of just like, what if instead of some grand conspiracy that all the Trumpies are always like talking about, it literally is just something as petty as that. Like, oh, you know, so and so slighted me. Fuck them. Like, I'm throwing these votes. Then in the I trash. saw Donald Trump on television, got extended, and he was all ready to win that election. And I decided I'm going to throw out two ballots. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he also he also he also has this weird um like self self suicidal almost streak to it where like he like he should know not to fucking throw that shit into his own garbage can and leave it he there. He teaches ethics like, and morality. <laughs> <laughs> in the, I guess in the in the book, there's like a little more acknowledgement that he fucked up when he threw the the ballots away because, like, like you can see his internal monologue in that, yeah. and he's like, uh, "Oh, what have I done? Why didn't I put them in my pocket? Why didn't I flush it down the toilet? Like, uh, why did I just throw it there?" And he's like, "Well, it's too late now." And it's well, just and, insane. And, and I just gotta like, say, though, it's the, not too late. Just pick them back up, right? And, and just real quick, what what I love too is that. It, the only reason they're even that situation at all is because Paul's like, oh, I don't know. It feels weird to vote for myself. I guess I'll vote for Tracy. Like she's, you know, she's cool. She wants it. Like it's yeah. like literally because like Paul's a nice guy that they're even a yeah. nice guy. And then he goes <laughs> to college one year later and, and he tells Jason Biggs about warm apple pie. But the thing I also love though is the uh, janitor. Like 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 this whole thing comes about ah, yes slights to the janitor which which obviously that that look at the beginning of the film <laughs> when he the gives them that look <laughs> yeah you know you know he's done shit like this before and yeah. that's why he just kind of like 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 the janitor just like begrudgingly walks away seeing the mess that he he just made uh yeah. probably because he's made many messes like that before and now cleaning up his mess that that he left uh at the end of it Oh, that gets, uh, oh you back. see him. I mean, you and you see him like give him the eye, like that's your ass, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I love it. It's amazing. Like, nothing to the rest of the movie. And so when, they, when he's in the principal's office with everybody else, it's yeah. just, you know, and they just put yeah. that one close up to the janitor. I lost. Yeah, it. and he's just like, that's your ass. And it's like, you you know what you did. You know why I did this. You know, which is amazing because again, it shows that like the Jim McAllister character, terrible. Like, but low grade terrible to begin with, who becomes like high grade terrible as the movie goes on. Yeah. If as long as we're talking about um Matthew Broderick's character, the I think the worst scene of his is when he's sitting with Tracy and he uh in no uncertain terms blames her for his best friend getting yeah. fired when she calls yeah. when she says he's making slanderous accusations. Because I think that really is like the epitome of he is blaming her for his friend losing his 100%. job despite the fact that he sat down with his friend at the beginning of the movie and he had this conversation about ethics and morals and, and was right. telling him he was doing something wrong like he clearly did not actually view the situation like that he was like oh she ruined his life despite the fact that and we can see it in the scene even though she's narrating it in a very different perspective when they're at the the pizza place or whatever after they finished some assignment for the I don't know, yearbook or whatever it was um and he's grooming her like he's yeah. obviously yeah. grooming her. Like this man is is abusive towards her. Uh and she's a minor. She's like 15, 16 at the time like that's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really creepy. It's awful. And it's you you can't blame her for that situation. No, not but, at all. you know, his character just holds this resentment towards her. Um because he doesn't view her as like a student or even really a person. He's she's just this manipulative woman. 
like all the other right, it's an inter- in it's life. totally internalized misogyny yeah which, yeah which that gets thrown around a lot in times where it's both appropriate and not appropriate but whoa totally appropriate here like a hundred percent and it's a great example of that kind of low-grade internalized misogyny right that like that is sort of like it's not these extreme examples where somebody is like like literally denying someone a uh, job and a job interview or something but it's kind of the low grade that like it's very real and again yeah. it shows his character and it's i and i you know and there's a lot of things about that i lo- like i love you see the scene of the pre <laughs> the pre like modern era of computing um cutting out the other teacher from the photos <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that like removing him because like, oh yeah of course you wouldn't want like the sex pest to be in all the school photos like of course you don't want that right even though somehow everybody doesn't know that that happened like they managed to, to well sure, there. but i, I mean, mean to be fair i didn't know that uh that that my teacher was pre-social media in the, uh, important to remember. yeah in the uh dark room uh, where I was always uh, in uh, developing my photography in high school um, with, with the other students. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and heterosexual grooming. Is, <laughs> it is isn't the, actually. Yeah, is, I mean, it's the grooming that's most likely to happen. Like by yep. you know by a huge margin. Like it's just like a teacher yeah. and a student, or a priest and a you know a kid in church, or a, a family member, like a distant family member and somebody else. Like situations where you're supposed to trust the person and they're in a position of power. And that very much is the case with the math teacher. Of course, this is like the dopiest math teacher that just like tells his friend, hey, you know, yeah, immediately. Hey, by the way, here's this illegal activity I'm up to. And then also <laughs> like the writes her own terms. love letter too. like writes like, yo, dude, like, what are you Says doing? He wants to take her on a vacation. <laughs> your teacher it's like air quotes too it's, it's like oh my god bro you deserve to get caught you deserve everything that like came to you and like then some true value you should know about this or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um so this is this is uh this is oh and just oh well, well, just uh, yeah. real, real quick another thing i love alexander Payne's movies big fan sideways i love also uh, although that you could just pretty much call that movie men behaving badly, but I love it for the same reason that it just it just it doesn't like make excuses. It just like shows you the terrible behavior. And if you're sitting there being like, "Oh yeah, this is like a role model," then you're looking at it wrong. And I think he's really good at, at pointing that out and doesn't get enough credit for it. He does a lot of work with the Derns, uh, you know. Yeah, both, Bruce Dern in uh, in Nebraska is yeah, oh, man, it's one of my favorite roles he's ever that's, been. In. He's been in that's a, but uh, so this is this is um the author of the actual book talking about the 1992 election and oh, cool. what inspired him to write that part of the book. Which I mean, I, I think it's an interesting conversation that you know Alexander Payne was smart enough to take because this this was an unfinished manuscript. So like he was smart enough to take the parts that make uh, Tracy sexually manipulative strip them out of it because in the book she's far more i guess like sexually manipulative and like you know like into this thing and it it kind of blames her more so like he decided well it makes it a better movie that she's like a complicated character i mean you get to see her home life right these two other guys basically stage mommed (laughs) these (laughs) two other guys are the producers the guy the other guy on top and the guy on the bottom that looks like he just escaped from jail or something yeah it's uh, big are, dudes are, rock energy on this whole panel <laughs> frankly are the uh are the two producers that found his manuscript because they were looking for another manuscript because they wanted alexander payne to do it so that's Same. who's on this panel yeah well i think this, this has been the most interesting thing about having written a story um that has you know, been kind of in the public conversation for about 20 years, because I think you can really measure the way that um, our culture has changed, you know, and and I think early on, um, there was just a kind of, I think, very 
um, you know, male-centric sense that Tracy was a kind of a villain because she was just this incredibly um, ambitious, fierce young woman. And, and Jim is scared of her. Um, and, and let me just, I think it, it, it's useful to, for me to just tell you like where that Jim's story came from, because it's partly where the, the book came from. Part of the book just came from the 1992 election, which had three um, candidates, you know, Clinton, uh, Bush and Ross Perot. And Tammy is kind of the Ross Perot figure. And, uh, you know, Jim, uh, Paul and Tracy are kind of the major party uh, candidates. But um, Yes, indeed. <laughs> I thought it went on further, but I think I had a second clip of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the beginning of that conversation is is definitely interesting. Like the the way that you know Tracy's been viewed, um, you know, from kind of almost a villain, like as a male centric yeah. view, being overly ambitious, being I mean, in the book, I guess she Marmon wants it all. Like, yeah. That's what they always say. About but you women. see, <laughs> but you see why, like, like her, her, like again, her mom like pushes her to like do all this stuff, and she wants to like live up these expectations. So it's while she is like basically young Hillary Clinton, which is absolutely absolutely horrifying as much as that is hilarious uh it's it, you get to see like how she came to be that way and like to be blamed for that where she is ultimately blameless in how she's raised only in how she reacts to it and what she chooses to become and there's no assurance that she's going to be like this horrible uh you know the the dead zone style like presidential candidate or something she's just a, an ambitious young lady who like you know likes winning all right and i like winning too Fine. And definitely doesn't have daddy issues. Just don't, don't, don't accuse her of having daddy issues. She doesn't. <laughs> um, but I, I, but I think without that scenes of showing like her home life and like what that's like, I think it's very, it would be very easy to just put her as a villain. And I yeah. think she's not. I think the only villain in this is Matthew Broderick. Everyone else is shades of gray. And uh, as Lisa, when Lisa who flat out sucks too. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. well, I think, I think Matthew Broderick has shades of gray. He's just so there is shades of gray, but he he has he has choices to make, and well, at yeah. every point, like dark makes gray to almost black. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like he the starts off like, very dark gray shades. He starts <laughs> off as chaotic neutral, and he definitely ends up like going down the line. Uh, yeah, well, he's uh, one of those guys. Paul, that, Paul and Tammy are are the only ones that are blameless in this. He's he's one of those guys that like you know really 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 is into the idea that they're a do gooder and they're like helping out and everything, and then he just turns out to be like a guy that completely sucks, doing only bad exactly yeah. like this is like like objective badness. All right, so this is this is the longer objective clip badness, that I was sure. looking for. <laughs> sort of talk maybe a little bit chronologically about how election happened and you know um i think for me um i got really interested in the election of, of 1992 i um part of it was i was unemployed that year and i was just spending a lot of time following the election but i also think i felt that you know, that sense that maybe we have this year also just, you know, it had been um, just a long era of Republican uh, dominance. You, know, you had Reagan for eight years and then the first George Bush. So it had been a 12-year run of conservative uh, dominance of American politics and uh, an and old school Cold War, you know, 50s style American uh, government. And here came Bill Clinton. Um, 
1992 and and it did feel like a generational shift but it also felt like uh, you know his wife was a new character on the scene and he uh, almost immediately in the primaries you know brought this um aura of sex scandal with him and uh, and on the first page, I, I was just rereading um, the book, which I haven't looked at in quite a while. Um, and on the first page, Mr. M says, uh, the election that turned me into a car salesman took place in the spring of 1992, when Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill were still fresh in everyone's mind, and Jennifer Flowers was the momentary star of tabloids and talk shows. All year long, my junior current events class returned again and again to a single theme what the media called the character issue. How are private virtue and public responsibility intertwined? Can you be an adulterer and a good president, a sexual pervert and an effective impartial member of the judiciary? And, um, you know, I took that question that was sort of the question of the Clinton era um, and put it into this book that said in high school and, and really gave um, all of, my characters, this sort of um, public life and a private life. And, and uh, it was the interplay of those things that kind of defined the story. And, uh, I, you know, I was thinking about it today and I do feel like election was so much a book of the Clinton years. And, and one of the reasons the book and the film have lasted so long is that I think we've been living in the Clinton era right up to 2016 and even into the Me Too mm. era, that, that that whole period was sort of um, defined by, by the Clintons, by their marriage, by some of the questions that the sexual scandal that, that defined that presidency, um, you know, injected into the American uh, political discourse. That's interesting. That's an interesting take on things. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish... It, I wish it wasn't still the era of the Clintons. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we fo I foisted, well, the Royal Way. We foisted a lot of Clinton era movies on election night extravaganza, but I, I think it, unfortunately, is like we were talking about in the private chat. Like, it's just, it sucks that, like, there haven't been a lot of good election movies in recent years in the Obama and uh, Trump eras. And I, I would love to see which, one. Which, I, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, with Trump, really, there should be. Like, you it, feel even like the Bush era, like, like, there wasn't that many. Cause, I mean, yeah. this was, uh, uh, the only, the only one I mean, that's very head of state, head of state is good, which we're doing. Next yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and the Chappelle Black Bush sketch. Yeah, which is a sketch. It's not a movie. I I'm know, talking about for, 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 for film. <laughs> no, but there have been depictions. I mean, we're in the era of prestige. <laughs> like we're in the era of like prestige TV, though. So that's, I mean, that yeah. kind of makes sense. That like a lot yeah. of the a lot of the pop cultural stuff that's like relevant to politics or like relevant to. Um, like, you know, anything. Yeah, like it's that. not going to be a feature film. It's more likely to be a streaming series. Yeah, and there have been, I mean, there's been a bunch of, you know, political streaming series that kind of, ta like, tackles different parts of Yeah, there, there was that Netflix show with the kid who, like, does the, the, the singing and dancing show. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's good. Well, there, there was one with Kevin Spacey. Well, yeah, that's, that's House of Cards, for, and that's 
you know, again, marred by the fact that it's Kevin Spacey, right? But <laughs> he still, he still once a year goes in character as the character from it's, fucking House of Cards and gives a very Cringe. creepy uh, holiday message to everybody, where he's like, "I'll be back." And what, <laughs> what the fuck is that accent? He's like, "That's a North Virginia accent." I have never met anyone from North Virginia that yeah. sounds like that. He has a very uh, most weird people from North Virginia sounds like the rest of the country, just where they're, yeah. they're yeah. from. Because- Save it for the after party. So anyway, there's a lot of depictions of the stuff, but it's not really feature films so, so much anymore, right? Because yeah. and and that's and that's I would I would love if there was but yeah it is crazy because I think about how many of the movies we covered have been Clinton era, right? A lot of them and and one of the reasons why is because I think that that's when there there was uh, there's a different connection to politics now than there than there was then and part of that has to do with the uh, the rise of new media and uh, and social media and and connections that way the instant availability of information instant availability to answer information and to answer people in positions of power. Uh, but then also to have like catharsis instead of power for uh, politics, which is which is unfortunate. That's the part that nobody focuses on. And everybody thinks that, you know, being able to dunk on someone is the same thing as having power. And it just fucking isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's great to do both, ideally. But yeah, you know, <laughs> you one, know, of the like... more, one of the more interesting things about, you know, like the, the latter half, I guess, of the 20th century is the fact that um, – we went from uh, we went from presidents seeing their role as like expansive and uh, you know somebody like LBJ who was you know actually yeah. trying to transform society was he successful at it no but like you know after like post Kennedy assassination when it's pretty clear that like if you go too far trying to transform the country you're probably gonna either die or be you know taken down somehow presidents kind of and the great society so- is uh, most of, most of our most enduring social safety net comes from the great society not yeah. from the New Deal. And not to yeah. say that, I mean, I, between the two of them, don't get me wrong, I'm unabashed uh, FDR over LBJ, especially the fact that LBJ was a dick. Uh, but like, well, but the Great Society is- arguably accomplished more. And and it was, again, that, so, and now it's interesting that like, it, it's, there's stories about that election, but the election is not the interesting part of that time period at all. Yeah. It's about the policy. Although I don't know, the election of uh, 1964 was pretty interesting. They, they 64 fucking, is interesting, yeah, but not the, not they, the, not the 68. They, election. they slammed the fuck out of uh, fucking uh, Goldwater. Well, 68 was kind of interesting too, just because of all the protest stuff that was happening at the same time. Like, right, but, but it's a different, but it's not the election. It's what I'm you're yeah. what I'm saying. The election is not the interesting part. It's a story around it. No, and but like the the RNC. I mean, you know, RNC and DNC both getting kind of intercepted by radicals, and like the actual right. shit show that happened on the floor. The tangential aspects to it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Watergate. There's a little movie called All the President's Men. It's pretty good. Robert Redford read, found out about it on the train. I found, I learned this month. <laughs> during the different candidate, which I was like, that's kind of amazing. Which, <laughs> like, which, the candidate. Like, I think I think Nixon was another president that saw his role as kind of transformational, didn't really do anything to transform yeah. anything, but like he that's how he saw it. But his his view was foreign policy, whereas FDR's was also foreign policy. LBJ was the last president to be like, maybe we could transform American society. And you know, yeah. getting towards yeah. I mean I mean, getting towards Reagan, but also towards Bill Clinton, it's like the understanding that like we're we're out of that era, right? Like the government's job is now just to like step out of the way of fucking private companies, you know, deregulate them and to kind of just chill. Like you're supposed to be managing a stable economic and domestic system rather than kind of being uh, a transformative leader. So so then so, that's right. Like, and like and hence, hence forcing that disconnection from politics, right? Like from the 1920s was the same sort of way. Like, you know, people yeah. felt very disconnected from politics. And what were the biggest figures at the time? Well, there were these like magnates, these these corporate magnates and things like, say, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like it goes on and on. But like it, it's 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 a similar, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. 
uh, with a lot of this stuff. And I think you're really honest something that probably was the first big transformational societal uh, moment in our, you know, not even our lifetimes before our lifetimes, but in even recent history. And by the fact that we now focus on the celebrity, Barack Obama, who's art can, one can argue, I understand Reagan was an actor, but the first celebrity president, right? Yeah. He gotta, was like, cool. Gotta get them ribs. Gotta get them ribs. <laughs> 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 and, and like that, like you can't, because the only reason it had a state works is it was, it was made before the like Barack Obama was on the national scene. That's the only reason it had a state works because otherwise it would have been poisoned by Obama. Like it would have been poisoned by like what we know of as Obama, et cetera. But like the fact that he was a celebrity and he was in the news and he was cool and like, you know, this and that, et cetera, et cetera. He was it like, I mean, he was like Kennedy for the social media age, right? Like exactly. Kind of so that, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. It's yeah. hard to make a movie about that. How do you make a movie about that? Right. Because it's already like real life is like the movie. And in that same way, how do you make a satire about something like Trump? Well, you they already did. It was called Bob Roberts, and we covered it earlier in the, in the month, and Tim, Tim Robbins did it in 1992. It's funny how many of these Clinton era movies not like got revisited <laughs> with people being like, well, in the Trump era, this this speaks to yeah. it. And it's like politics had gotten so boring and so degraded by that point. I think like the reason that all these Clinton movies, uh, era movies are so like interesting is because Clinton's in, entire thing was just scandal because there wasn't really that much going on. Like the only time he would bomb something is like when he had a scandal, as we talked about with Wag. See, Wag the dog. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so glad we started with the candidate instead of something like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, because I think it's I think it tells more to our the era that we're in now to have to have that that history and to see that like oh no like you have this uh, de this degradation of uh, morals. <laughs> Much like a certain Matthew Broderick uh, that that happens and ethics that when people get to elected office and that the, the acquisition of power becomes everything. And then there's that whole uh, thing of trying to control the media narrative and, you know, weaving stories and things. like, it, it's, it's all tied together, people put it but together. I, I, and I also think that, you know, the Nixon, <laughs> the Nixon era and the, um, you know, the, the following, uh, you know, house select committee on assassinations and, you know, the yeah. committee on the CIA, like, like the, all of those, like the church committee, like, I, I feel like all of those kind of burn people out. Iran Contra. For, uh, yeah, like for for like wide ranging corruption scandals. So the only scandal you could really have at that point is some kind of like TMZ, like, yo, the president got topped in the Oval Office. Let's talk about it for the next <laughs> right. 10 years. Like, <laughs> and, and lo, they did. I'll say another thing I think about this movie that is similar to the election of Bill Clinton is how furious Tracy is throughout the film that people who she thinks are not hard workers are getting uh, ahead of her in life and making because that was a huge theme uh in the uh, 1992 election bill clinton yep. was this idea that bill clinton he's never done anything he everything he's ever gotten in life has been handed to him which is ironic coming from the uh, uh george hw bush campaign but that was their like primary argument against him it was like this is a man who has never had to work for anything in his life everything has just fallen into his lap uh he doesn't deserve to be president um, as opposed to, right. you know, apparently George H. W. Bush, who the one who works hard, right? Yeah, like, the well, hard he working hard at being mediocre because he's doing a fantastic job at it. No, he's working hard at being a spook. That's what he's working hard at. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to work at that. That's that's literally who he is. It doesn't have yeah, to work no. at all. <laughs> but no, I think that that's an incredible point because, like, yeah, I, I think as much as Tracy Flick basically has big young Hillary Clinton energy, and you know, one can say Elizabeth Warren energy. One was to be uncharitable, but. That's the thing that's like, oh, yeah, that seems more like Sarah Palin or something, right? Yeah. Just like getting pissed off about like, oh, well, they don't deserve that.
Oh, like, they don't it, deserve that. They can't <laughs> even see Russia from their house. Which I will say, how, is it, just, how are they going to negotiate? Like, it makes her more sympathetic. Is like when one like we were talking yeah. about. You see her home life. You see how hard she feels like she's had to work, and then after. Uh, See, stage you know. mom, so bad, so yeah. bad. But like her state, the, the stage mom thing is a bit like her mom. I think her mom's seemed pretty young, right? And, and this yeah. is like one of those like things that they never actually say out loud in the film. But I think her mom's a stage mom because she missed out on stuff because she got pregnant early. Yeah, yeah. And the, dad, and the dad just dipped yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And but that's probably because he was really young. You know? Secretly, the dad, like you, you don't. You know. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Um, but, but there's also that scene <laughs> even after when she goes to college, she gets to Georgetown, and yeah. she's, a, and she's surrounded always- by nepotism babies, and yeah. she's still she doesn't feel vindicated. She's worked so hard to get where she is, and she still doesn't feel vindicated. And I think that that's a really salient point because. Even when she gets to Washington, they don't talk about it, you know, because that's the end of the yeah. film. But you know that she's still surrounded by these nepotism babies who didn't have to work to be where yeah. they are. So, you know, to some extent, when Matthew Broderick's character says, like, you know, she's probably still unhappy, he's probably right. Probably, she's I mean, probably successful and unhappy, which is, yeah. which I mean, is but, a great but, combination. It is inarguable <laughs> that she has reached unlike, a level of unlike, success uh, that he never could. Matthew Broderick, who yeah. is unsuccessful and unhappy. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like he's happy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, only for us, though. Everybody goes home and he's fucking miserable. But, um, I, I think it's I think it's interesting also that like you know th- those kinds of people are never uh, satisfied and they, like the game of politics right like um, the game of politics like you have to try to relate to people and somebody like Tracy Flick or Hillary Clinton cannot relate to people right like it's not it's not their sweet spot at all yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like again and, and no ju- no judgment to actual politics and policy like. Yeah, I mean, people that are even close to Hillary Clinton will be like, "Yeah, she's really good in small groups and terrible in crowds." Like, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's and and that's where that big robot energy comes from. And like Elizabeth Warren, who I think is a great policymaker, I really don't want to get a discussion about Elizabeth Warren, but like the whole beer thing, like that whole oh. thing, which is like, oh, it was like, stop. She's terrible political right instincts. Terrible yeah, like political the worst. instincts. Like her thing. I'm gonna get him. I did this ancestry.com test. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that to No, 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 you won't. Which is you, like there's even, absolutely no it's like you don't deeply, understand how this works. They're just gonna yeah. what do they do? First thing afterwards, well, Pocahontas, ha ha ha. Like it didn't <laughs> matter. It didn't matter. You look a fucking idiot. Yeah, it was, it was right, embarrassing. Right. Plus, it's I'm like, so about that, clearly. that's <laughs> not how the Cherokee Nation uh, does I, I their know, citizenship, but... where they're, they they don't use blood quantums to determine <laughs> it was brimming over with wrongness at every yeah. aspect of it. It was like, no, like, and the thing is, nobody in your circle was like, um, maybe you yeah. don't. Which, which is, which is the thing that you know. Uh, I think like the, the the dummies that have been raised in that environment, like the empty husk out people, kind of that you know, like the uh, Bill McKay at the end of the candidate, like the people that are just yeah. empty husks, just kind of repeating fucking platitudes. They do the crowd work really well. They do the connection yeah. with people really well. <laughs> there's just there's just nothing inside. Yeah. They don't believe in anything other. Than and and I think that it makes people like Hillary power. Clinton or like Tracy Flick completely resentful of the fact that the thing that they're yeah. that they're they're probably going to be um maybe not competent governors, but like they feel like they're going to be competent governors, and if they can get past the whole politics part, but like politics is the game, like and yeah. they're just not good at that. They're just terrible at that. She's like it's trying not to say like, policy picks. Am She's I like right? a win for me is a win for all of us, and it's like, no, it's not a win for you is a win for you. Like, 
<laughs> no, I think that, I think I think that's a I think that's an excellent point, and I, and I think that that's one of the things that make the Tracy Flick character so interesting because you can imagine like a sequel where she is like a presidential aspirant, but miserable yeah. and like surrounded by. I mean, it's almost Veep to a certain degree, right? Like where it's sort of like you have like you know this person with all the right qualifications, and then then you have like oh yeah, but then there's this guy who's like you know whose qualifications being handsome and like you know everyone loves him more than than they which love there's him. a second there's a second book of election called uh tracy flick really Wayne. yeah Ooh. oh cool make what that into a what? prestige tv series bring back Reese it was uh it was published in 2022 apparently shoot in my veins yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> the time has arrived friends <laughs> and, it's and like i think there's an adult that never i guess never left uh high school politics behind <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I, I would love to use it like in real politics and like you could basically use it as a like a way to farcically tell like the 2016 election and, you know, whatever. Anyway, whatever. This is also apparently Obama's favorite uh, political movie. Oh. I, think he says. I, th- <laughs> he said, I thought it was Bullworth. No, he said he wanted a Bullworth. <laughs> he wanted a Bullworth moment. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, no, was, no, but this was all one of his I think was, uh, Which I think, you know, was when he said, uh, you know, he's like, gotta have them ribs. <laughs> ribs. And some pussy <laughs> Do you guys remember the um, the I'm in love with Obama song? Yeah. Thank you. I brought that up on that episode. And everyone was like, huh, what? And then they moved on to no, something I, else. I'm I, like, oh, wait, that that is uh, that. the epitome of culture. She won a Guy's Choice Award from Spike TV. <laughs> yeah. And then and then in 2012, she was like, uh, I'm keeping my options open. She right, right been, exactly. Well, remember been, Jer- uh, Reverend Jeremy uh, Wright was like, like he kept like, uh, that be channels big old titties. Said Obama on him. That's how everyone to like, knows him. To like muff for Mitt and had like a bush or something. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> she could have done something there. She could have done. You know. Definitely an after party territory now. Uh, <laughs> but I yeah, voted but for it, Obama because of Reverend Wright. <laughs> right, exactly. But but I think that uh, right, exactly. There you go. Uh, I yeah, like how do you make a farce that's like that absurd? Like that is like that was an actual like real life, you know, early viral moment. <laughs> like yeah, and it's like you can't. It, it's it's like a sketch or something, but it's like no. It was a happened. sketch though because it was college humor. The er- earliest iteration of that channel, college humor. They yeah. cast. She was oh, just an actress. Sure, they yeah. just cast her to make this like jokey video. Like wasn't the Obama campaign that did it? Of course, but like I could totally yeah. see campaigns actually sort of employing those tactics now. And like hiring someone to make like a, I don't know, not a Joe Biden when Jesus Christ, but like, like Donald Trump would 100% have like cheerleaders and like small outfits, like making a video about how much they yeah. love him. Um, well, Buttigieg probably hired somebody to do the, uh, to, you know, to choreograph that dance. Oh my God. We, we will not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like at the same the time, uh, boy. like, no, imagine- no. Mad Mad TV was killing it harder than uh, SNL at that point, and they had the the umbrella remix that they had, where it was uh, "I Want to Be Under Barack Obama, Obama, Obama." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they had, they had uh, what the fuck is her name? Uh, I think it was like Nicole something or another. She's been in a lot of stuff, dressed as Hillary Clinton, and I can't remember if it was. I think it was uh, Keegan Michael Key as Obama, <laughs> and they were like Jay Hutch. We're we, we're not doing face in the crowd. I love facing the crowd. It didn't make it in for this month. We're definitely going to do it at some point. It's a great movie, but yeah, not absolutely. There's a lot of uh, there's uh, a lot of '70s political thrillers that like they're not election movies at all, but like I feel like that should be like a, a topic for a future month. Well, there yeah, there's a bunch of stuff we didn't. I mean, I, I think I feel like with this month we we really kind of 
we finally honed in. I mean, you know, not to dislocate a shoulder, pat ourselves on the back or anything. I think we did a really good job with it with the narrative features. Could have like been better like if you put in more room, but room. you know. Well, the war room's a doc, though. It's a doc, right? It's such really... a good documentary. It's though. great. Look, we'll do a bonus episode with the war room. All right. <laughs> I don't think we, I don't think we've done a doc. We've never done. No, we, we yeah. haven't. We've never done. A I mean, and like it's one of the I'm best. It's it. my favorite documentary. I think that it really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that watching that documentary and then watching the Pete Buttigieg documentary uh, are like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. And it's like really that's what I I had just watched War Room and then I watched that horrendous documentary and I did like a a I'm comparison sorry. of the two styles of like uh you know documentary filmmaking. Um, while I was live tweeting it. Well, well, very drunk on wine. I, I, I like. I, like I used to get so pissed <laughs> I used to get so pissed that people on this show, names not mentioned, for bringing up that that documentary exists. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm not only not hate watching it. I'm like I'm mad. I'm like fuck that exists. That's it shouldn't. It was the it worst thing exist. I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, no. It's but I, I like that. I like that even in the documentary made by Amazon to like promote Pete for the future. You know what I mean? Like they're like they're like we're gonna promote this guy for the future. He's you know. Uh, gonna be a good candidate like this is supposed to be a campaign thing for him even then the emptiness inside of him is just so apparent that like you end up feeling bad for his fucking husband by the end of it i know conan probably has but have you read uh, transmetropolitan no <laughs> it's, it's a okay. great graphic novel series okay. uh absolutely check it out but but uh it, he is literally the smiler which which the description which, of the which smiler i would say that's the, also bill mckay to a certain degree but like but yeah yeah which, like which, he's, which, he's, but smiler by the way did. was uh inspired by uh by bill clinton uh it was but it's closer um, to pete Buttigieg for sure i understand yeah, truly agree. like like that description yeah. of him in the comic literally is a description of pete Buttigieg. just just <laughs> the emptiness in the eyes the the, the way the john know, edwards too Yes. Well, what makes the what makes the uh, Pete Buttigieg documentary, which and then we can jump to Andy's casting stuff and then one-liners. But uh, wait, really quickly, someone in the chat said, "Does Napoleon Die to My Count as an election movie?" I should have put on my vote for Pedro shirt because it one hundred percent does. Yeah, no, that's it absolutely movie. does. If, if this is not if, just if someone, election is an election right. movie, this Flavor Flav said it. Say his name. Please, thank you. <laughs> but uh, Andy, what's your casting stuff that you want? Well, to talk um, about? For, first of all, when uh, when uh, they were uh, he was gonna uh, the director whose name just completely escaped my head, Alexander Payne. Alexander, Alexander Payne, Payne brought this to the uh, studio. The studio uh, did not want Matthew Broderick to star in it. Um, they were like, "Can you go with Tom Cruise?" And he's like, "No." Ah. And then they said Tom Hanks, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> that would be." Because, because remember, Tom Hanks used to play like that kind of scumbag, but just yeah, never, yeah he, he like, wasn't later just... on. Yeah, uh, it was like, oh, that would have been yeah. interesting. Um, and uh, uh, Chris, um, Chris Klein, uh, almost this was his first acting role ever. Yeah, I have a little, I have a little feature that I found from uh, uh does, does it talk TV. about his grandmother in it? No, it doesn't talk about his grandmother, but okay. this is this is okay. The... I gotta tell you this real quick. Okay. He almost turned down this role because he didn't want his grandmother to see him get up. Oh, yeah, I think it does talk about that. And oh, I, I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I talked about it. Yeah. Alexander was doing some location scouting in one of the high schools, and this big, gorgeous kid was walking down the hall. The principal of my high school introduced uh, him to me. And I'm just looking at this, wow, this is sort of like just as how I had imagined Paul Metzler to be. There was definitely some pressure to get a bigger name. But that kid just stayed in my brain. And Alexander got on the phone and uh, invited me to make election. 
But I told him, I'd really love to make this movie with you, but the character is getting a blowjob. What if my grandma sees this? <laughs> and uh, he laughed and he said, listen, it's a movie. Omaha native Chris Klein is starring in his first motion picture, Election. That's one of the luckiest lucky breaks in all of Hollywood. He gets to be this fresh face who shows up out of nowhere. The stars just align. He just brought a real <laughs> to it. I just loved him. You're going to be the next heartthrob out there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's blushing. He was able to communicate the lack of irony that we thought Paul would have. I felt so lucky to have found him. I can't imagine anyone else for that part. Do you have any aspirations of being an actor at the time? Or, I mean, was that was that in your head? And I actually don't know the complete story, so I don't know if you were already aiming at coming to Los Angeles and uh, and becoming a star, or if this really just kind of took you by surprise. Um, in, in Omaha back in the late 90s, um, uh, for me to, uh, to, to say out loud that I wanted to be an actor uh, was a, was kind of a silly thing to say because not too many people will take you very seriously, uh, especially if you say you want to go to Los Angeles and you know be an actor. They say, okay, sure, um, you know Lincoln is where you go <laughs> university and study business and do your thing. Um, so it was kind of something that I uh, that I kept to myself. But in the summer of uh, in the summer of um, of 1997, I was a senior in high school, and um, and I remember um, me and uh, and my very dear friend Brian Shank from high school were running around the track uh, of the high school, and he he said, "So what are you going to do? You know, you're not going to Nebraska. What are you going to do?" And I said, "I'm going to be a professional actor." And he said, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be the president of the United States. <laughs> and I said, no, seriously, man, I'm going to go be a professional actor. And um, so I, I did absolutely so you knew, have you, a already, you already knew it. And how did and how did it all happen? Basically, was there a, a, a they held auditions in Omaha? And... Um, it, it's uh, Alexander Payne was scouting high schools. Um, he was on a location scout in Omaha. He's, uh, he's from there. He went to uh, Creighton Prep High School in Omaha, Nebraska. He was scouting locations, and he scouted mine. I was uh, I went to a, a kind of a newer high school. Uh, he didn't pick mine. He actually, the high school that is portrayed is a high school called Papillion La Vista. They beat us in the state football finals, but whatever. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was very sweet. It is a real high school, though. That's it's and it beat them in the like, and it beat them in the, the state the state finals. And he still, he still remembers it, and he's gonna go there, and he's gonna give them a piece of his mind, and then he's gonna drop a bunch of money on them and go, "Yo, I I, I don't fuck with you guys, but here's a check. I grew up, I'm big, I became that." Uh... Oh, Conan froze. <laughs> okay, well, I do have one more uh, tidbit for casting for you. When Reese Witherspoon auditioned. She she finished up going. I really think you should cast me because I'm perfect for the role. <laughs> That's perfect. That, that is that, perfect. That is what landed her the part. So she uh she didn't know whether she wanted to be uh, Tammy or whether she was going to be like she she applied. I guess she wanted to do either role and then ended up being Tracy Flick. But like it's interesting to picture her being. She wouldn't have been able to be Tammy. I could so, not have been. She would not have been a good one. No, but but it is a much more interesting part, and I can understand why you'd want to do that. Yeah. It's it just you know, when it, it, it doesn't actor, fit her. No, 
No, she's she's so great at those type A type roles, like like Legally Blonde, which is a fantastic movie. I I feel like her um, I feel like the the treatment though of of like gay people in this is really actually a lot better than you'd expect it to be for like a nineties oh, movie. Yes, like it was it was I was surprised. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, there's gay characters. And they aren't like constantly be making jokes about them being gay or no, all the jokes the, are about no, great line though at the beginning there with like, uh, I I'm uh, I'm attracted to the person, but I've only ever been attracted to women. Yeah, well that's that <laughs> but like, that's you like know. you're 15, 16 years old. That's exactly like the type of thing you might think. Yeah. So it's like it's accurate. And and you know, her her girlfriend just the worst um but there's like completely in denial about her own sexuality it seems like and she's in denial like it's interesting that she's also in denial about her sexuality like well i am attracted to you know women but like i might also be attracted to guys who knows i mean i never have been before but like i feel like that's a very it's a very honest portrayal of uh teenagers like trying to grapple with their own sexuality (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn, Wait, Conan, Conan froze again. This looks so stern in that picture. Yeah, I didn't look angry. I was like, did I do something? Oh no. He's just, he's just looking at me again. Should we um do one liners and then hope that he gets back in or wait? That, that is I mean he's pit. yeah, he's I'm okay. not gonna step on his bit. Uh, Eddie, you want to do uh Do not step on my bed. I will murder you in your sleep. We'll murder you. <laughs> Don't draw attention to it. That's why I was in private chat. Don't draw attention to it. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, yeah, they all noticed when you were like. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you don't have to draw attention to it. And it sounds crazy on the audio podcast. It sounds crazy. People sound like they're freaking out. And you're like, and it's like when you listen to like a live record and people are like, yeah, woo, like, what was happening on stage? What was, I don't know. I can't hear it. Hey, can't, can't somebody describe it to me? What's going on on stage over there? Grateful Dead. <laughs> Honestly, the best thing to do when you're listening to a live album is take acid so you can see the whole live show and you'll know what the audience is cheering for. There you go. <laughs> Letterbox is a place for film. It's a place for film lovers to talk at with and to each other about the films they love, the films that they didn't love, the films they were weirdly thirsty for, weirdly judgy for. Uh, no Siskels, no Eberts, bottom up democracy. Everyone gets to have their say, not just the big boys, if you will. And uh, those, of course, <laughs> best described in the work in your chat for the brick wall classic one liner format. These are the one liners for election for Strollum. This is why I'm scared of bees. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yo, I haven't gotten stung by a bee in like a few years, and I'm always, I always like don't want to point it out because then I feel like it's gonna happen. It's gonna like happen tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, oh, there's, there's not even bees left anymore. It's too cold. What the fuck? <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Joker for girls with awards for perfect attendance. Twenty twenty four. That's good. Yeah, solid card. Yeah. I fuck with it. Yeah, it really is kind of Joker. Like when she goes, it's it, she even does the dance when she fucking destroys all of the uh <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Joker nineteen ninety nine. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, an Ennio uh Mericone, uh score. Uh was Navajo amazing. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, the three true political parties. Himbos, lesbians, and Reese Witherspoon. Mm. 
I, uh, both for lesbians. I'm, I'm happy we didn't get any Reese Witherspoon presidents yet. <laughs> we love a himbo king, don't we, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, king of the himbos. <laughs> I would have voted for the fake Keanu Reeves guy. That's for Andy, by the way. <laughs> Warm apple pie. Well, I mean, he totally, he totally is the, uh, you know, just like a, a Keanu Reeves kind of guy. Yeah, he's so Jacked nice. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I those just want my adopted sister to be happy and safe. And she's like, yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. Like, those cupcakes like, look good as fuck, though. Can't lie. <laughs> they did. Yeah. I, I, I thought them. there was a chance, though, it was going to be, like, poisoned with, like, a laxative or something, and that was what was going to drive him over the edge. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well. Can I, I read this one? That, yeah, read, read it, read it, read it. Oh. My thoughts on some of the characters. Tracy is definitely a Republican. Agree. Tammy is definitely a leftist. Hard agree. Paul is the best person in the universe, and we don't really deserve him. And I just know McAllister smells like cheese. <laughs> that that yes. end is that note is exactly spot on. He one hundred percent smells like not not any cheese, but like stinky cheese. Broadcasting here. <laughs> yeah. Well, when life gives you lemons, say you also like bananas. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, I, that line shit. always cracks me up. Yeah, he was right though it, it, with his first answer. Pears is the correct answer to that question. <laughs> this this brought to you by a big pear. Dear God, <laughs> thank you for all your blessings. You've given me so many things like good health, nice parents, a nice truck, and what I'm told is a large penis. <laughs> <laughs> that dude definitely does have a large penis. <laughs> yes, he got he got BDE. <laughs> I voted for Tammy. Solid. Yeah, I mean, her speech, you know, it, it would have rallied anybody to her cause. You either die a Ferris Bueller or live long enough to see yourself become Jim McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Those are Letterbox one liners for election. Please follow the show. Moving to Extravaganza. That's your host, Forrest, over there on Letterbox. I am Conan, Harmonious and Productive Neutron. Follow me there as well. I'm all over that biz. Jay Andrew also likes bananas and also likes weird ass movies that you may or may not know that you needed. Uh, he's on Letterbox. I don't. I don't think Ray. Have we convinced you to be on Letterbox yet? I'm Here's... not on Letterbox yet. I'm refusing. Down. <laughs> How are you going to give the War Room five stars if you don't go on Letterbox? I will I just talk about it in every single yeah, chance <laughs> that I got. As I was saying it aloud, I was like, "This is the. I know the answer to this." So. <laughs> um, that uh yeah so that's that's that bit uh <laughs> world take it away <laughs> all right you're watching this right now on youtube so please do the youtube things like comment subscribe hit that bell and watch the video to the end because that actually helps uh other movie fans find our content um follow us on twitter we also have a twitter community where we do polls and uh i tried the extra mile to, to make the polls amusing um i'm surprised how many yeah. i also like bananas also got votes um people do like bananas but- to be fair, yes, it's a, pow- it's a powerful vote. It's a power cup. Co- co- yeah, big banana. No, <laughs> big banana. Dole, I mean, like, like, uh, they're big funders. Of the- <laughs> you know, not yeah. sponsored, so, but so. not sponsored. Yeah, we'll take your blood bunny Dole. Hell yeah! Um, for, I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Mm. Uh, if you pop over on Patreon, you can uh, uh, support our channel. Get. Uh, 
uh, the after parties uh, have access to those forever. And uh, we are actually developing uh, content uh, going forward. So we shall, uh, you know, see what those are. But I uh, uh, haven't made it yet, but we will soon, uh, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I'm confused. Nobody tells me anything. I, I'm just <laughs> too busy drawing. Um, I, I do want to make sure I plug Christina, even though she's not here, because uh, she she um, uh, she's not feeling well, and uh, we need to support her. So she uh, support her Patreon yeah. if you can. Uh, I believe uh, is she actually streaming or not? Because I, I know she wasn't feeling well. Uh, like, is she against this stream? I mean, she's she she is currently she streaming. She's not currently streaming right now. I don't think. I don't know. What do okay. I know from it? Yeah, I know. I'm I know. At one point, I'm just trying to stay considering... streaming on this show. <laughs> let me see what she's up to. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. But the bottom line is, is uh, she's she's going to be trying to uh, pick, picking up streaming. Uh, you know, doing a little extra streaming around the holidays. Uh, please support her uh, over on her channel and uh, support her Patreon as well. Conan, uh, I know you're on tour. You have a couple of uh, tour dates coming up real soon, right after the holidays. If you're with us. He's maybe not with us. Maybe I'll <laughs> plug myself, and then, then we'll, we'll go to you. Um, but uh, tickets are uh, going to be available on Friday for the uh, Give Them a Revolution live show, uh, which yeah. will uh, you know feature Ben Burgess, uh, uh, Jason from uh, This Is Revolution, uh, the the Freckney, Matt, Matt, and uh, who? Um, <laughs> Sam Cedar's supposed to be there. Uh, Emma Viglin, uh, Baskar Sanskara, uh, myself, and uh, 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 oh, and Koopa might be there too. So, so uh, I'm probably gonna, know, I'm probably gonna head up. down to the city. Yeah, my so, invite so got lost tickets. in the mail. Ray and I will be uh, counter programming. We'll be, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be streaming together talking about the war room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, when, when is that? That's when we're doing the war room stream. Um, yeah, <laughs> tickets go on sale on Friday, so so look for that. Um, and uh, also. Uh, if you're a fan of my artwork, check out the uh, Duretti um, Shadow of the People issue two is uh, for sale. I did, uh, you know, up on uh, Kickstarter, uh, I did one of the uh, variant covers uh, just like I did for issue one. So uh, check that out. Uh, Conan, you're gone again. You were here when I talked about myself and then you disappeared. <laughs> so I can't talk about you. So, Ray. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm in. I'm doing finals right now, so I haven't been streaming on my channel or making Rebel HQ videos because it's been hectic. But you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ravana. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter until it self-implodes at Ravana TTV. Uh, if you want to see a bunch of Tim Pool fans, call me a groomer. So uh, check <laughs> me out there. But you can also see my stream reactions every Thursday, at except for this Thursday because it's Thanksgiving, uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern on uh, TYT's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash tyt all right that was, like a, that was like a champion speed that was like a champion speed uh plug <laughs> yeah um, it's amazing because because I, I keep uh i keep stalling because conan's not here uh but conan has a great show called protonic reversal you should check that out um you should also check out his uh live shows which are happening in california after uh thanksgiving uh which uh what's the first one uh la uh, with Mario Lolly and the Rubber Snake Charmers and Noi, which is, is uh, Bill from Federation X and Ferdy from Four and Blows, new band, they're great. Uh, Fatso Jetson, Palm Desert, and then McCluskey. Uh, the rescheduled McCluskey show is in Oakland, my hometown, which is going to be. It's going to be on Sunday. 
Sunday, everybody. Sunday. That's Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Get your that's, tickets. That's when they that's when they rescheduled it for. Yeah, and, and then he'll uh, be coming t- back, and he has uh he has Jerry Casal coming on for the first show that he's back at Protonic. I know that information. Um, you know, yeah, which uh, if you are a Patreon, uh, if you're one of its Patreon, you should be able to access that show by now, if I remember correctly. On his Patreon, Protonic Reversal. Uh, I, also, I think the one that he did the other day is the one that you can get now. I don't know if he's done the uh, the the Jerry Casal one yet, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm getting confused because because uh, I, I could do that. Get confused. <laughs> you are you are getting confused. Paul, Paul Rossler was on this last week from the Screamers, Nina Hoggins band. Um, he's great. It's it's amazing. Jerry Casale is going to be the first episode back next week after I'm back from tour. So I got okay. that. Okay, I yeah. said, I said which is great because he's got he's got a he's got a new EP <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm very excited for that. And then eventually <laughs> I'm going to have East Bay Ray and Klaus Florian again. Uh, and speaking of uh, great Percent. new albums or, or albums, you know, since it's right around the time for holiday season, please go to uh, neutronfriends.bandcamp.com uh, and get some coded music. Yeah, and you can get the merch. I have that shirt that he has on there. The uh, that's now that's what I call dudes yelling. Yeah. I like that shirt. <laughs> yes. But uh, right. yeah, I think that's it for uh, for for plugs. Um, you know, Ray. Let's hear some final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I think the movie, I think the way that they narrate the film from multiple characters' points of view is interesting because they're all unreliable narrator- narrators in their own right, except for uh, Paul Metzler because he's too stupid to be an unreliable narrator. <laughs> Justice for Tammy. She is the best character in the film. Um, and But ultimately, I think that they all have redeeming qualities uh, aside from Matthew Broderick's character. But I, I would recommend everybody to check it out and pears are the best fruit yeah you heard it right here folks pears are a fucking good ass fruit i like i like grapefruits too grapefruits grapefruits are good good. yeah but uh not all the time they're like they're good in the morning like i feel like you can wake up with that nice fucking grapefruit Um, that is the only correct time to eat a grapefruit yes yeah it's it's weird to eat a grapefruit like at night or something if you want a grapefruit (laughs) at night you could just have a grapefruit flavored white claw true (laughs) Although those are not my favorite white claw flavor whatsoever. <laughs> um, Andy, let's hear some uh, some final some final thoughts. This movie ruined doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you're just picturing, you know, one of your one of yeah, your yeah, it's just just Reese Witherspoon going, Mister <laughs> Mister World, yes, yes, Mister World. <laughs> 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 the, the wife saying fill me up would, would would take me out of it like if, if someone's yeah. like fill me up fill me up i'd be like Ugh. <laughs> yeah that's 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 a jarring sexy thing to say for sure yeah and then and then, then the uh the the, the, Ow, the, whatever, the, the heads like the, you know slide in there and, and they're saying that too they're saying it's so like like even worse well that's what makes it so good that's why that's why when i say this movie's deeply funny that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about it's so good i love that it's hilarious <laughs> But yeah, right, that's Conan. that's. Oh, no, oh, that's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> Before we lose you again. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Nobody, nobody noticed. Certainly not me. Appreciate it when people point out incredibly obvious things on this show, which happens literally all the time. Yeah, this movie's great. It's deeply hilarious. Um, 
Tracy Flick isn't a villain, but she's definitely Hillary Clinton. Take that what you will. Um, but there's more to it than that. And I like think that's what makes us interesting. All right. Well, um, we'll uh, we'll let Conan do his final thoughts in the uh, in the old after party, which we're going to be going to in just a minute here. But, uh, you know, I think this movie's pretty good. And, um, you know, fucking Tracy Flick ends up killing Gaddafi. So whatever that, you know, whatever you want to say about that. (laughs) 